Welcome back to another episode of the Basketball Insider edition of the No Further Comments podcast. I am your host, Alex Meacham. Now, let me run through a couple social media details. If you want to follow our show's social media, check out the following. No Further Comments is on Twitter and also Instagram, at NFC Podcast, both Twitter and Instagram, at NFC Podcast. We're also on Facebook, no further comments. Now, if you don't agree with what I say, you want to tell me about some guests I need to have on the show, you can hit me up on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I also exist on Facebook as just Alex Meacham. And for the young folks, I'm on Snapchat at Big Meach 41. And the 41 was my jersey number for those that uh, wonder. I get asked that question every now and then. So this is episode number 22. It's presented by West Coast Vintage Apparel. You can check it out, www.westcoastvintageapparel.com. You can check out uh, all the t-shirts, um, some different sweatshirts that are on there. The shirt that I'm wearing today says Buckeye State, and it has... In the word Buckeye, it has UC really big with the state of Ohio around it in a basketball over top. And this shirt represents the big game that is going down tomorrow night, which is the University of Cincinnati versus the Ohio State Buckeyes. First time these two teams have played in a long time. So this shirt is kind of to commemorate the game here. Um, I believe tomorrow night's game is a whiteout. So you can go on to westcoastvintageapparel.com and check out this shirt. It's available in white, red, and black for the Bearcats. You can also check out West Coast Vintage on social media, um, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, We'll make sure we plug in all those different uh, outlets there so you can check that out. Now, let's jump into this. Wednesday night, I'm excited. I don't, I don't know about everyone else, but I'm excited. I'm here in Cincinnati, and my Bearcats will be playing the Ohio State Buckeyes in the brand-new Fifth Third Arena. I'm pumped. The Bearcat fan base is pumped. I heard the Ohio State Buckeye fan base is pumped up, and I always wonder about that because – Ohio State is always looked at as the big brother uh, in Ohio, especially from outsiders looking in. It's like Ohio State's football program is dominant. Um, there were, you know, a long stretch with Mike Conley and um, Greg Oden and, and those that the Buckeyes basketball team was, was very dominant. So everyone thinks the, the Ohio State is the big brother to Cincinnati. But yet and still... Uh, Buckeye Nation is definitely very excited. I've talked to quite a few people that are from the Columbus area that go to Ohio State that are very, very excited about this this rivalry. And I I even have an idea that in college basketball, the NCAA, I wish they would figure out a way to do, if it was preseason or even during the winter, December tournament time that they do, like different, um, different events, They would have like a regional tournament. I mean, think about all the great regional teams we have here in our area. So just think about the Midwest here with uh, Kentucky, Louisville, Ohio State, Xavier, UC, Dayton, Northern Kentucky University, Indiana. I mean, I can go on and on, Purdue, with all these schools and 
maybe you know every couple years you switch it up and you know maybe different teams play each other I don't, I don't care what it is you can do the same on the west coast you can do the same in the south you can do the same in you know just different regions like you have in the NCAA tournament I think that'd be a really really cool thing and for the NCAA it's another way for them to make money which that's a whole nother story I think that's all they really care about so um but uh, b before we jump into it, we're going to talk about the Ohio State versus Cincinnati basketball game that's going to be going down Wednesday night. And I have two guests on the show uh, today. I'm going to have UC Bearcat walk-on Sam Martin and also Ohio State's walk-on Joey Lane, which we're going to get to shortly. But last night, I had a chance to drive to Indianapolis with my good friend Seth Coyle. And Seth and I are big NBA guys, and we like to go to NBA games. We went to the Rockets versus the Pacers game at Indiana, and it was a great game. Uh, back and forth pretty much the entire game, and it came down to the last seconds. The Rockets ended up winning the game, and it was great because Gary Clark, uh, undrafted Gary Clark, by the way, who plays for the Rockets? Uh, he, he was a bear, he's been a, he was a Bearcat, uh, one of the great Bearcat players to uh, put on the red and black uniform. He played 25 minutes last night for the Rockets, had uh, six rebounds, six points, and he's doing very well. Uh, and and this is a guy who, I mean, nobody had him on the radar during the draft, and the Rockets take a chance on him um, with a two-way deal and. And he's doing very well, and I hear there's there's potential he'll he'll sign a contract with the Rockets and be locked in. So that's great. I had a chance to catch up with Gary after the game and talk to him, uh, and he's doing well. He he said something to me that that really sticks out, and he said, "You know, I was on the court tonight, and I just look around like, am I really playing for the Rockets?" And I just thought that was pretty cool that, you know. He's in the position he is now. He's doing doing very well, and he's successful. And he's he's just such a humble, really, really good dude. And he'll be very successful. Also, I had a chance to catch up with my guy, Chris Paul, a.k.a. CP3. Uh, I had a chance to talk to him about 15, 20 minutes last night. He's doing very, very well. And talk about another dude that's just an outstanding guy. And sometimes Chris Paul, I think, gets a bad rep because on the court between the lines, he's a very competitive guy. He kind of comes from that John Stockton type of elk where um, you know people think he's dirty on the court and this and that I obviously he just had his issues with uh, with Rondo but you know being smaller guards you know you you got to compete you got to have a nastiness to you and I played with a guy named Steve Logan at the University of Cincinnati and Steve Logan was a smaller guard one of the best guards in the country one of the great Bearcat basketball players and he was nasty on the court when I say nasty I don't mean he was dirty but just he had an attitude about him and I think Sometimes people's perception of Chris Paul is that, but I'm here to tell you that Chris is the nicest guy. And my good friend Seth came to the game with me, and we're driving. And I said, well, hopefully we have a chance to catch up with Chris Paul after the game. And um, if we do, I'm just going to tell you now, he's one of the nicest guys you, you'll ever meet. And we left there after talking with Chris, and, and my buddy Seth was like, wow. Like, I was not expecting how nice you know, he would be, and he was just – very gracious with his time. He didn't. He wasn't like rushed. He took his time and talked to us, told us some good stories and, and all that. So, uh, shouts out to CP3, Gary Clark. Uh, hopefully, the Rockets can can kind of figure out some things and, and get the uh, get the, get those winning streaks going because they're not playing as well as they did last year. 
Uh, and, by the way, the Pacers have a really nice uh, team as well. I, 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 I'm so impressed by Victor Oladipo and how much better he's gotten every single year. He's found a great home with the Pacers. Hey man, let's let's really let's get this party started. I am ready to go. And, and Bearcat fans, because the game is here in Cincinnati, I think we need to lean towards the Bearcats first and do a little interview. So here we go. All right, I'd like to welcome in sophomore guard from Cincinnati's Summit Country Day High School, number 31 for the Cincinnati Bearcats, Sam Martin. What's going on, Sam? Not much. How about you, Mitch? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Now, listen, we're one day away from the opening of the new arena for the regular season in the much-anticipated game versus the Ohio State Buckeyes. Now, there's a ton of excitement from a fan perspective right now, but give us an inside look at how the players and the staff are feeling about the game that's coming up tomorrow night. Oh, we're all super amped up. I mean, we've been looking forward to this game since freaking April. I mean, not only is it the first game of the season, first game in a new arena, but it's an in-state big matchup that I know the whole Cincinnati area has hoped would happen, and luckily it For sure. has come along. So For sure. we're super excited, super excited. Yeah, so many fans. I mean, this, this obviously, this should be a natural rivalry. And it should be in football and basketball, in my opinion. I think a lot of fans' opinions. And it's just glad. I'm, I'm glad to see this game actually go down. And I'm glad to see it be the opening game for the new arena. But let's take a step back real quick. Let's talk about your high school career a little bit so people get a perspective of where you came from and where you are right now. Uh, you started your high school career at St. X, and your father, Scott Martin, was a longtime head coach at St. X, and then you finished your career at Summit. Now, in, in high school, you averaged about 15 points a game. Is that, is that right? Is that fair? Yes, sir. You yep. were the player of the year in your conference, the MVC, Miami Valley Conference, and a very integral part of the team going 26-1 and your last season of high school. Now, to, to take those accolades and how good your high school team was, to go from that and, and be a be a guy that you, you just didn't come off the court in high school to then make a decision to go and walk on to a major school like the University of Cincinnati with the understanding that you're probably not going to play a lot. And, and last year, you only played 10 games. So to go for, and you're very, very competitive. I've known you since you were young. You're a very competitive kid. To go from that to being a walk-on where you don't play much, what factors into that decision, and how has that? How has your new role been? Um, well, I mean, obviously, the experience is unparalleled, and that's that was a big part of the decision. But a lot of people have asked me this question because, like you said, I didn't really come off the court very often in high school, and it's obviously a very new situation for me. But what a lot of people don't know about me, I guess, is that you know I'm a team player and. If in high school I had to come off the court for the better of the team, then I would have done that. You know, I, I, I'll do anything if it means benefiting the team. And so I understand my role and whatever the coaches expect of me, the players expect of me, I'll be sure to fulfill that role. So 
that while others think that it might have might be really difficult for me i know some people told me i don't think you'll like it that much yep i was never really worried about that because i knew that i was going to put the team first regardless of whether i was playing 40 minutes a game or playing one minute a game you know yep so that, that that's kind of my outlook on it and, and how has your experience been so far being a walk-on going into your second year oh fantastic i mean Sometimes I look back on it and, you know, my parents ask me, like, how, how's it going, family members, and I know this is, this was the right decision. I know I'm where I want to be. You know, I, people ask me, would you have rather gone somewhere else and played more? And at the end of the day, I know that I made the right decision. I'm proud to be a UC basketball player. Yeah, for sure. Well, you're, you're a smart kid. I mean, you were on the Bearcat honor roll, the dean's list, and, and what's your major? Let everyone know. Finance. Finance. You're gonna you're gonna rule the world one day. You know that, right? <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Now, how do you balance academics and hoops? Because it's it's not an easy thing. Um, it's it, and it's not an easy thing for you know Trey Scott, Kane Broom, like all the other guys. But for you in particular, I think your situation's a little bit different. Um, there's some requirements that you have to do academically that are uh, a little bit different than your teammates. Yeah, I mean, the most important thing is just being proactive and not reactive. See, you know, you're if, using big words, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as I'm ahead of the curve and know what's going on and just communicate between, you know, my my honors business people and the, the coaches, both both sides are pretty understanding. So, and for me, you know, with homework and stuff, I, I do my best to get it done ahead of time and not wait till the last minute because... You never know what's going to come up. So yeah, For sure. Now, are you the first basketball player ever to be in the uh, honors business program? Yes. Man, that's, that's pretty cool. So you, you, can, you can go down in the history books for that. If you don't go down for anything else, Sam, <laughs> you go down for that. That's right. Now, uh, also quickly, I, 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 can't, I, I cannot not mention this. You were a very accomplished soccer player in high school. You helped lead <laughs> Summit to two state championships. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. Uh, and your your sister, she won a state championship in soccer yeah, as well did. at Summit. And yep. She's a, she's currently a, a junior at Summit mm -hmm. Country Day. And also she plays basketball as well, so a uh, tremendously athletic family. Your dad obviously was a, was a very good college basketball player down at Rollins. And, um, now – could you have gone somewhere and played soccer? Um, honestly, I never really thought about it much. It, I mean, it was always basketball. Was always, pretty much, yeah. I mean, soccer was always kind of my fun sport. Um, I didn't really consider it much until after um, our last game. My last game in the state finals, my senior year, I scored four goals. So everybody was asking me, like, "Oh, you have to play soccer now." Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I. I'd never even really even thought about it until then. By then, I was, like, already kind of moving forward with basketball. So, you know, my soccer coach, even now, is always telling me you should have played soccer, but. <laughs> they say, no, I'm, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Yeah, that's right. So, let me tell me, I, I've known a couple kids that have played soccer and went on to play college basketball. 
and they talk a lot about how soccer has helped them out for basketball footwork wise do you feel the same way absolutely yeah definitely you know i think one of the biggest benefits soccer gave me too was just being in shape yeah you know i mean run a lot it's constant constant running and you know i remember when football guys would come to basketball in high school, they would just be dead tired. When I came from soccer to basketball, I was like, this is easy. Yeah, for sure. So even now, I mean, I'm not playing soccer anymore, but even now I can still feel the long-term effects of always being in shape like that. So, Yeah. Well, hey, let's, let's go from the soccer field into the arena. Everyone is super excited about this game on Wednesday versus Ohio State. And there was a preview um, the other day of the arena with the exhibition game, which I'll get into here shortly. But... Um, the new arena, um, and, I, and I grew up, and in, in, in when I was a young kid, um, this was, I think it was 1989, November of 1989, the new Fifth Third Arena opened up. And being a young kid, I was so excited to see this brand new arena. And, you know, fast forward into, you know, last couple years, the Fifth Third Arena was very outdated. And a lot of things needed to be changed and renovated and... Obviously, it's done, and from what I hear, and I've not been in the arena yet, but from what I hear from everyone that has gone on a tour or was at the game the other night, the exhibition game, it's just rave reviews about this arena. Give us, give us your thoughts from a player's perspective and an inside look at the new arena. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is in the old arena, there were, some, there were a few seats where they just weren't good seats. You know, you didn't have a great view of the court. You might not have felt as a part of the action, I guess. But in this new arena, there's not a single bad seat in the whole arena, you know? And you have one of the best so, seats in the arena. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, even for the fans, like, it doesn't matter where you're at. I think you've got a good angle of the floor. And just, it, it's honestly, when you look at it, it's hard to believe it's the same place. I mean, you try to picture the old arena and it's just it's hard to do really with how new and updated it, it is it's it's incredible yeah yeah going from the last year playing in the bbnt arena at the university of northern northern kentucky university to this and in your first year i mean basically you guys were playing an away game in a sense <laughs> every game yeah if you really think yeah. about it I mean, so so now now you have your, you guys have your own real home court, and one of the big things is your locker room. And when I, you know, when I talk to other college players around the country, a lot of them talk about how cool their locker room is. So so take us into the new locker room and what it's like. The new locker room is pretty sweet. I mean, you walk in, and uh, there's a little lounge area, got some couches line the walls and one in the middle and um there's a tv on the wall a couple tvs on the wall you could sit and just watch tv and then there's a the wall divides into the other side which has all of our lockers and if you guys haven't seen our lockers they've got a kind of the the cincinnati skyline across them which looks really, really cool, and they're mm -hmm. nice and nice and big, a little bigger than what we were in mm -hmm. closet, yeah. basically. Right. For sure. but, and then we've got some uh, showers in the back, which is really nice. So I mean, 
honestly, anything that anything would have been an upgrade from what we were. And I mean, <laughs> we were all <laughs> we were all pretty cramped in the other one, but yeah, it was well worth the wait. And it's great for recruiting as well. So when new recruits Absolutely. and their you know their families come in and they see this and they're like man this is this is first class absolutely absolutely all right so i stopped by practice the other day and you and i um, had a conversation and we talked about what walk-ons should do when they get in the game Sam. <laughs> when a when a walk-on gets in the game your your role is not to pass the basketball. Your role is to shoot. The fans want to see you score. The fans want to see you shoot. And we talked about this last year, how you could be, you could get the inbounds and you're not even the half court yet, and the fans are yelling for you to shoot the ball. And it's like, it's like chill, let me get over half court first. And, you, I mean, obviously, I mean, like you said, I think earlier, and you, you, you did say something talking about yourself, you are a team player. There's no doubt about that. And just even in your first year playing 10 games like you did, I mean, there were times where you were trying to run the offense and, and, and be a team guy. Um, but being a walk-on in this season, you got to fire that ball up, Sam. You have to. Yeah, you're right. And you did the exhibition game. You scored three points, correct? Yes, sir. I like it. I wasn't there, but I saw the clip on, uh, on, on Twitter. Now, we talked about my record, my walk-on record at the University of Cincinnati. And I yeah. want you to beat that. All right. Seven, yeah, I mean, seven points. It's, it's in the back of my mind. It's tough. I mean, I gotta, I've had to change my mindset a little bit when I get in there. Because you're right. At first, I was like, okay, i got to make the, the right basketball decision make the open pass ah hell with that but yeah <laughs> yeah but now I've I've switched to your philosophy is shoot so we'll see got, got a couple more years left and, and you, yeah, you do you, you have a you have a lot of time to break that record and I think you will but you got to remember this the the paying customer that comes to games they come to be entertained and part of that entertainment is for everybody to get in, to, for everybody to score. Yeah, you want to see exciting games. We want to win close games on buzzer beaters, beat Wichita State. But then when we have games where we, we blow out a team and, and you get in, John gets in, you guys got to score. So my hope is we are blowing out Ohio State and you get in and you break that record. Okay? Fire that ball up. So what's the buzz like around campus right now? I mean, everybody's hyped up. Everybody keeps talking to me like, you ready for tomorrow? You ready for tomorrow? They're acting like it's like a new thing for me. I mean, I've been hearing about it since, like I said, April. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I haven't been this excited for a game in a while. I mean, obviously, NCAA tournament's big. Crosstown shootout's always a huge game. But, I mean, this is Ohio State. Hopefully, the beginning of a new rivalry between the two of us. It's huge for the city of Cincinnati and the state of Ohio. So for sure, I've got a lot of a lot of friends who go to Ohio State, been texting me. But I mean, I think everybody's really, really, really excited because you know Ohio State. They're 
they're always talking trash about how good they are at football oh, yeah. and stuff. But oh, as yeah. of late, they haven't really been talking. To, they haven't been talking too much about their basketball program because I think they know deep down <laughs> we got to beat. I sure, I sure hope so. And you know, what would be really cool, Sam. I don't know your feelings on this, but it would, it would be cool if the NCAA could figure out something where, whether it was the preseason, Christmas time, they could do some sort of regional type of tournaments. Think about the great regional basketball we have here. And I'm just going to run down a couple teams. You've got UK, IU, the Bearcats, Xavier, Ohio State, Dayton. You know, I could go on and on with just regionally all the great basketball you have here. Just imagine if there was some sort of preseason tournament or, or something uh, that would get the fans excited. I mean, and, and do it at a neutral site, you know, find a you know regional venue. And you could do that all across the country. I mean, you could do that further up north with Michigan, Michigan State, Illinois, and uh, Minnesota, those type of schools, you know, and then take it out to the West Coast or down south. I'd really love to see that in and in, in a be sort of maybe an annual thing. Don't you think that would be, be a cool thing to have? Yeah, I mean, I, I never really thought about it. And obviously, I haven't put much thought into the logistics of something like that, but that sounds really cool to me. I mean, this region's got a ton of talent in terms of basketball. I mean, like you said, there's all those programs, and there's even more that you didn't name that sure. are just just as big. So I think that would be a, it's a pretty cool idea. Me just coming up with some big thoughts over there. Uh, you know, I, I'm the idea guy, but <laughs> you, you're, you're like the, the – you've you got to put it to action. So – you know, you're a finance major. You're going to figure out all the numbers, and we're going to put this together, and we're going to present it to the NCAA. You cool with that? All right. Sounds good to me. Quickly, um, what does this Bearcat basketball team need to do this season to be successful? You know, it really doesn't change for our program. I think if we lock down on defense and play together as a team and just buy into what Bearcat basketball is all about, I think we'll be successful. I mean, everybody's always looking for a new recipe for success, but Coach Cronin's proved that that recipe works. Mm -hmm. And I think if we've got a lot of guys who haven't played a ton of minutes, but if they really buy in and prove that they want to be successful, I think this whole team can be successful as, as a whole. Yeah, for sure. And I think everyone's looking this year at, you know, Jaron Cumberland being the offensive leader, uh, both point-wise and, and something people don't give Jaron enough credit for is his ability to pass the basketball. You agree with that? Absolutely. Jaron's a fantastic passer. Really, really high basketball IQ. Yeah, and, and being that, uh, you know, you guys lost three of your best offensive players from last season with Kyle, Jacob, and Gary – Jaron has to step up his production even more from not only a point production standpoint, but also assists. But so with that being said, who would then be, in your opinion, or what you've, you know, you guys have worked on and practiced thus far, who would be the second main offensive option that you say, you know, you need that second guy to really step up? Uh, you know, I don't know. We've got, we've got a lot of guys who are capable of doing it. I mean, Trey Scott's putting a lot of work over the off season. Kane Broom's really coming into his own. Uh, Keith Williams has been looking pretty good too. But you know, I think a lot of people are worried about that with Gary, Kyle, and Jake being gone. But the thing we're going to miss the most about them isn't necessarily their offensive um, 
assertiveness, I guess, but more really just the intangibles, you know, the leadership, their IQ, their love for the game. And I think if people, the guys we have now, I think they all want to fill that role. And if those guys are willing to step into that, then the offense will figure itself out. Regardless of who it is, it'll it'll work out. I'm, pretty, I'm positive of that. And something you just mentioned, which I agree with what you just said 100%, and that's the leadership. And, and Garrett Clark, um, you know, he goes down as one of the great Bearcats of all time. And I, I had a chance to go watch Gary play last night for the Rockets. The Rockets played the Pacers. And Gary played 25 minutes, Sam, in crunch time on the Rockets. You know, last year, you know, arguably the second best team in the West – uh, this year, if they can get their act together, could be one of the best team, better teams in the West. And Gary Clark's playing 25 minutes. And, and I was talking with Chris Paul last night, and he was saying Gary probably should play more, could play more minutes. That's, that's incredible. But that's, that's back to what you were saying, just the intangibles he brings to the game. Because he's not really, on that Rockets team, he's not looked to score. Play defense, yeah, you know, leadership, that, rebound. Yeah, that's a that's a thing with Gary. I mean, he didn't get drafted, but I don't think any of us who knew him or seen him play enough were really worried about it. I mean, he's he's one of those guys that might not be the best at specific things, but he is an all around just fantastic person to have on your team. Player, leader, hard worker. I mean, he will do whatever you need him to do. He's just a great team player and so we knew that as soon as he got the chance on any team regardless of who it was he was going to take advantage of that and luckily it was with a, a great organization like the Houston Rockets oh for sure and, and when I was talking to him last night I said how do you feel and he goes man he's like I'm out there sometimes and I'm like am I really on the Rockets <laughs> and he just like he looks around he's like is this really happening and I'm just I like, can imagine. yeah, I know. So, listen, you guys obviously had a great season last year. I'm hoping that magic can continue this season. But even, I mean, even Wednesday night with the new arena, it's going to be rocking. That place is going to be off the hinges. And it'd be nice to get that W versus Ohio State. It'd be nice to get you in the game. And if you get in the game, fire it up. I want you to break my record. You got it? You got it, Mitch. You got it. All right, Sam. Hey, I want to appreciate you coming on the show. we got to get you on a couple more times as we get right, uh, sounds good. through the season. Sound good? Yep, sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. You too, Mitch. Have a good one. Yep. All right, Sam? Yep. Perfect. Great. All right. That was perfect, man. Well, hey, uh, I'm going to run. i got to get uh, – I'm going to interview the walk-on from Ohio State. He's he's right. he's next, and then I'm I'm gonna make sure you guys meet tomorrow, okay. and talk. Sounds he good. he is a great kid. Like you will you guys will love like both of you guys are like the same type of person. Like he's a you, you really like him. So I'm gonna make sure you guys meet. I'm gonna try to get to the game early tomorrow. Okay. So we'll connect up. All right. Good. All right, brother. All right, see Appreciate you. it, man. Talk to you soon. You too, man. All right. You too. Bye bye. Now listen, I've known Sam since he was a kid, and I, I'm just really excited to see him carry on the walk-on tradition at the University of Cincinnati. And, 
if, if anyone's going to represent that uniform, uh, this city, and just the walk-on tradition, uh, well, it is definitely Sam Martin. As you can tell, he's a, he's a very, very intelligent kid. Now, it's only fair that I remain balanced and I bring in some Ohio State perspective. All right, I want to welcome in senior guard from Deerfield, Illinois. And I've actually been to Deerfield, Illinois. Number 14 in your Ohio State program, but number one in the hearts of Buckeye Nation, the leader of the Tau Gang. I'd like to bring in Joey Lane. What's going on, Joey? What's happening? Thanks for having me. Oh, man, I'm all good. And let me ask you this. They say once a walk-on, you're always a walk-on. And you started your career as a walk-on, but at one point received a scholarship. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Yep. And when did that go down? Um, right before, right when I got to campus my sophomore year. Okay. And did that continue through with the, with the new coach? Yeah, uh, they honored it my junior year and now my senior year too. So three out of the four years I've been, I've been blessed to be on scholarship. But you're always a walk-on. Once a walk-on, oh, always absolutely. a walk-on, right? Absolutely. Could not agree more. You're, I, that's how I started. That's how I'll finish. I love it. Now, were you nervous with the new coach coming in? He's a great guy, by the way, and your staff and, and Coach Peden and all that, great people. But were you nervous with them coming in with your situation? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, everyone was a little nervous. You never know really what to expect. We knew that he had a great reputation and that and his players loved him. But, I mean, specifically, I, I guess I can really only talk on myself. Um, yeah, I was nervous. I was nervous, you know, being a walk-on does he have his own guys that he wants to bring in? Does he does he even care about walk-ons in general? Was he going to honor my scholarship? But at the end of the day, I really wanted to to just be on the team, yeah, and it worked sure. out. You know, it worked out the best it could have. Where you know he realized how the role I had on the team and wanted me to be there and and wanted me to be on scholarship too. So it was it all worked out great. For sure. So hey, big game on Wednesday. People in Cincinnati oh, yeah. are pumped up for two reasons. One, the new arena, and obviously you're not, you're not from Cincinnati, and I don't know how familiar you are with the old arena, but back in 1989, when I was a, when I was a kid, the Fifth Third Arena opened up, and it was like the biggest deal in the world here. Like, and as a kid, being a Bearcat fan, I was so excited about this new arena. And then fast forward to a couple years ago, and the arena is so, was so outdated, and it needed um, renovation. And then when they announced that they're going to renovate it and get, get a whole new thing going, uh, the whole fan base in the city was very, very energized. So with all the basically virtual videos they've shown and things they posted online about the new arena, the fans are so excited to see it. But on top of that, to bring in Ohio State, which this game should have happened a long time ago, I'm so glad it's, it's happening now. But with Cincinnati being very excited, do you think that the Columbus area and, and you're on campus, um, is everyone there as excited? Because a lot of times people look at Ohio State as the big brother to Cincinnati and the Bearcats. But is this a, as big a deal? I mean, are people that excited there about this game? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think – you know, you talked about your fan, the Cincinnati fans being energized when the uh, when the matchup was announced. I think it was the same way here. A lot of people around here really wanted us to play. You know, 
the Ohio teams, you know, whether it be Cincinnati, Xavier, Dayton, what have you. And they, but they also wanted us to have a, a great non-conference. Yeah. Um, and this is just the beginning of playing those, you know, programs that year in and year out are elite programs. And, uh, you know, people are excited for basketball season in general coming off the season that we had last year. And then couple that with the, with the fact that we're playing the Bearcats at Cincinnati opening a new arena. I mean, people are juiced up for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Now, you guys, um, just like the Bearcats, you guys had an exhibition game the other night. You played eight minutes and had three points. Yeah. Now, we just yeah. talked to the, to the University of Cincinnati walk-on. His name is Sam Martin, and I'm going to make sure you, you two meet. I think you guys will, will get along, so I'm going to make sure you guys meet tomorrow. <laughs> now, in, in Cincinnati's first exhibition game, he had three points as well. So I think we need to set up some kind of like walk on one on one, like you versus Sam, and then then we take. So I'm 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 putting on my my thinking hat here. Then I'm thinking <laughs> we we take this where just walk ons play each other like all all, all across the country. Do you, you, you see my vision, Joey? Am I crazy? Yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you that you know you can ask. The managers for the Ohio State team about this too. Every every war, every game during warmups, I look at look at the other guys, the other team warming up, and I look at them. and I go, man, I kick those walk-ons butt. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm definitely with you. I'm more of I I think you know one on one. That's too that's too good. Like I think for walk-ons, it's got to be special. Like like a three point contest, like a half court shooting contest, like because they're walk-ons. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like some kind of you know. Mix it up a little bit. That's too mainstream to have us play one on one. You know, but you know, but I will say, I will say, in my in my eight minutes, I you know, I grabbed some boards and I had opportunity for a bunch of assists, but my teammates missed the shots, which happens, and I had a steal. I mean, I was just stuffing the stat sheet. So Joey, points are important. Joey, listen. That's my favorite part, but stuffing the stat sheet. Joey, listen. I was talking to Sam about this. When a walk on <laughs> gets in the game. Your job is to score. You've got to score points. That's what the fa- – now, I, I get it. You want to you wanna get your assist on, grab your rebounds. You've got to score. Don't you agree with that? No, I, I agree. And, see, but I come from a world of, of Club Trillion because that is my predecessor where, you know, he didn't shoot at all because he wanted to get a trillion. But I'm not – I'm not on this. I'm I'm not on that same level where I go out there and I I I go out there and I fire. I I shot three times last game. <laughs> I saw it. Shot more. I saw it. But but yeah, I'm out there firing. And he Titus knows that you can ask him. He and he, he he jokes about it on Twitter. Like yeah, but did he get a trillion and stuff? Like but but he knows right. like he's he's happy when I score just because you know because he knows I'm happy and stuff. So and you know I think there's a there's a misconception in college basketball, I think in sports in general, that if there's a walk-on, that that walk-on or person at the end of the bench isn't very good. And yeah. and I, I faced that when I was in college and I was a walk-on. Now, Joey, I would and, – and, and back then um, when I was on the Bearcats team, we were number one in the country. We had the number one player in the country in Kenyon Martin. We had Reuben Patterson who eventually got drafted by the Lakers, and we were loaded. And because I'm the last guy on the bench, you know, I very rarely get in the game. People thought I was terrible, like I couldn't play. Right. And I would, I right. would, I would go to the rec center 
just to play the students. Like, I'm about to bust these dudes up just so they know. Like, I'm not that bad. It's just that these other dudes are that good in front of me. Right. Absolutely. And you can play. And you saw it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and Sam Martin, the, the walk-on from the University of Cincinnati, you know, um, you know, he was player of the year in, in high school, uh, averaged 15 points a game, led his team to 26-1 and one as a point guard. I mean, he, he can play. You can play. Right. And that's, that's definitely a misconception. Yeah, absolutely. And you see it, and you saw it like last year with Andrew Dockich, who is a walk-on at Michigan, comes, and, comes to our team, and, and, you know, we couldn't take him off the floor last year. I mean, these yep. guys, walk-ons, if they ever get the opportunity, I mean, like, like they bring something different to the table. You know, maybe they're not as good of athletes. Maybe they're not, you know, they're not as quick. They're not as fast, not as strong, not as tall. You know, that's usually the big difference is size, really. Because, I mean, if I'm 6'5", there's no doubt in my mind I'm an NBA Hall of Famer. You're going, so, yeah, you're going um, league, bro. You're going league. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but, no, in all seriousness, like, like Holman knows, I'm sure – uh, Coach Cronin knows too. You know, like, like while maybe that's not the that's not the plan B necessarily. If worst case scenario, if, if Coach Holman needs to throw me out there, he's got confidence in me. I know that. Yeah. So, but it's just a matter of the guys that are in front of me are studs, and that's how it is at every school. These are the best best players in the world. I mean, besides the NBA guys, they're the best players in the world. For sure, for sure, without a doubt. Now. Yeah. For for everyone within you know Buckeye Nation and, and other parts of the basketball community in the country, um, a lot of pr- people are familiar with Tal Gang. And for those that are here in Cincinnati that are not familiar with Tal Gang, that's something that you've come up with or or part of. I'm I'm not sure the actual origins. You and I have never really talked about it, and I do want to get into that. But for those that are going to be at the game on Wednesday, Joey will have a towel. Joey has this unique relationship with a towel, or with towels, <laughs> plural. You'll be waving it around. It'll be around your neck. Can you explain to the Bearcat fans the, the, the towel gang phenomenon? Yeah, so, so, you know, yeah, I will. I'll have a towel around my neck. I'll be waving it around. I'm known as the dude at the end of the bench with the towel. So, <laughs> basically, how it, how it all started was my freshman year, I've never been playing basketball on TV before, let alone, I mean, I'm not really playing, I'm, I'm watching, but, but I'm on TV, and you, you get the point. But I, I do. I, I wanted my friends and family to be able to pick me out on TV, so I was like, oh, I'll just wear this towel around my neck, everyone will be able to see me. And then from there, it just spiraled out of control to, it's a full, it's a brand, like it represents me, and, and you know, me and another buddy from Maryland, we, we decided that, you know, towel gang, that is, you know, that is our generation's club trillion. The dudes at the end of the bench, you they don't get a lot of playing time. And, you know, it's goofy because, you know, you see guys on the bench with towels on their neck because, you know, they're tired, they got to wipe off the sweat, they you know, whatever it might be. But we have it as like a prop um, for, you know, celebrations and getting the team pumped up and, and all that good stuff. So towel gang has, has, you know, turned into something that, you know, is is a way for me to, um, you know, get my team excited and mm-hmm. get the fans excited and have people know who I am and yeah. and understand my personality and stuff like that. And you know, and it's and it's not just me. You know, it's whoever whoever wants me. There are kids who who send me pictures on Instagram and Twitter of them in high school with towels around their neck on the bench. You know, kids in D two, kids in D three, sending me pictures and that 
that stuff's awesome. So I mean, like if I can, if I can affect others in this positive way, because I mean, it's all positive stuff. I mean, this, um, you know, whoever, you know, people, people division one, some of my buddies are walking to other schools. They love that stuff. So, so I mean, it's anyone could be a part of it. If you, you're, you're listening to this right now, you don't even have to ask. Just put throw a towel on your neck, go nuts on the bench, and you're in. Okay, absolutely. And and listen, you've. You've done a great job with that. I think you've done a great job with em- embracing the role of a walk-on and, you know, bringing some celebrity to it. And, I, and, and, and what I mean by that is people don't understand how hard, you know, a walk-on works. There's, there's no difference. You know, if you're on the team, you're on the team. And, right. you know, there are a lot of things that you go through as a walk-on. And, and there are a lot of times where you don't practice a lot. You don't get in the games a lot. You're, you know, you're traveling with everyone else, and they're playing 30 minutes a game, 20 minutes a game, and you're not getting in at all. And, and at times, and I know this for, for me, but there were times where, you know, I would be like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm bored. Like, you know, I'm just like, man, I've got to do something that, that brings some excitement to this. And, and, and you've done that. You've, you've, you've embraced that role. And I, and I think that the fan base and in particular the student body in the student section has embraced you as well we were at you and i were together at the last year at the um ohio state basketball tournament at, o- at ohio state and we were we were walking around and there were a bunch of ohio state fans and they were saying what's up to you want to take pictures of you and they've really embraced you right definitely and that's why it's so easy to keep doing it because because everyone seems to like it and uh I think I've grown a, a, you know, a pretty big following from this, which has been, you know, you know, it's it's been fun, and it was it's all secondary. I mean, I I'd still be doing it whether people liked it or not, because it's fun for me. Like you said, it gives gives me something to do, feel more important. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the basketball team, and and in your opinion, what 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 does the Ohio State Buckeye basketball team have to do this season? to be successful you guys had a great run last year you exceeded expectations you agree with that absolutely yeah so so what do you guys have to do this season to keep that magic going uh we talk about it every single day all the coaches all the players um we try to be the tougher more together team and uh i think if we are the tougher more together team that means a lot of different things you know whether it's um you know tougher meaning diving on the floor for loose balls, playing hard, playing through adversity, playing through, you know, having mental toughness, you know, being the more together team, tight huddles on the court, connected on defense, you know, caring about playing for the guy next to you. Um, You know, if all that goes well and we do that to the best of our abilities, there's no doubt we'll be successful. And, uh, you know, we definitely lose a lot, like you said, but just like every team every year, guys have to step up. And, uh, um I'm not too worried about that. I know we had a great off season and we got a great um, group of new guys who are ready to contribute. And uh, it should be a really fun year, really fun year. Looking forward to seeing these guys step up for sure. And, and, and you, you, like me, are a big shoe guy. Yeah. I, I see on your Snapchat and, and IG story and all that stuff, you're showing off your shoe game, and I like it. I love it. What <laughs> shoe... What shoes are you rocking, or can you divulge this information? What shoes will you be rocking on Wednesday night? Uh, Wednesday night, I'll be wearing um, the black and red LeBron 16s. 
Okay. Um, we're a LeBron, we're a LeBron school. We we wear strictly LeBrons, and so that means we get some special pairs. So this is a, this is a nice pair. This is one of my favorite LeBrons that we've gotten for sure. So really, why is that? Uh, they they're like I don't know. I don't play like LeBron, so his shoes don't necessarily fit <laughs> me well. Um, now, if you were six so, five, like you said earlier, you'd play like LeBron, though. You'd, you'd be a different story, right? Be, exactly. Right. Exactly. But but yeah, I don't I don't play the same way as him, like I said. So the fact that this shoe is a little bit of a like a lower top shoe, more of a mid shoe instead of a high top, big bulky shoe, um, that that makes a that makes a big difference. And you know, it's also as you know, it's all about the looks. So and they look really good. And you know, I don't anticipate myself getting you know more than 20 minutes in the game on Wednesday. So I think that uh, this shoe will hold up just just perfectly for warm-ups and stuff. <laughs> there you go. So are you a big LeBron guy? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, lo- I love what he does for this university. I love what he does for, you know, both the football team and the basketball team. Mm-hmm. Gives us a lot, of, a lot of gear and a lot of shoes, and very grateful for that. I've never been the biggest LeBron fan in terms of basketball just because he was always competing with the Bulls, who are my team for every Eastern Conference Finals. I'm with you. Um, back in the day, whether he was on the Heat or the Cavs. So now that he's on the Lakers, it's kind of like, okay, great. I get to just watch his greatness now, even though he hasn't been so good. So they haven't been so good so far. But, but it's it's nice it's nice change of pace where I don't have to worry about um, him being the Bulls, also because the Bulls are tanking to try and get the first pick in the draft. So. And, 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 Joy, we've talked about this in the past. I'm a Bulls fan, and I'm a Bulls – you're a Bulls fan because you're from the area. I'm a Bulls fan because of Michael Jordan and growing up. Right. And I'm still, right. a, still a Bulls fan. It's been very difficult uh, the last couple – more than last couple years being a Bulls fan, but hopefully they can – they've got some young talent, but hopefully they can uh, get some things figured out. But let, let's talk yeah. about – just quickly – what are your thoughts on LeBron with the Lakers? And do you think next year, the year after, the Lakers could win a championship? Um, so LeBron going to the Lakers, like, I thought of it as like a business decision. You know, he wants to be out in L.A. doing, doing his movies and doing his TV shows and producing this, producing that. That's how I viewed it. And I, you know, being in Ohio, people were mad, but people were like, why would he stay? So... They're, they still love him here. So, but, but in terms of the Lakers in general, I talk me and my teammates talk about it. We feel like he, they're like a Clay Thompson away from from winning a championship. You know, like if they get these these guys who are kind of jokes off the team next year, which I think is an experiment. You know, and mm-hmm. maybe they don't have Rondo and Lance and Javale next year and stuff. Um, but if they can get Clay Thompson, that changes a lot of things. You know, a guy like him, a, like a, a perennial All Star. Um, that could change a lot. But LeBron definitely needs a sidekick, you know, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And I don't know if he necessarily has it right now. And um, and I just think, you know, the Warriors, who knows what's going to happen with Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and if they will lose guys. Because if they're, if those four guys are together, I don't care who LeBron's got. I don't know if he can beat them. So I think a lot of it depends on the rest of the NBA, not just who the Lakers get. You so you think Klay Thompson will leave the Warriors and go potentially go to the Lakers? Um, no, but but you're saying that type of player. Yeah, that like yeah, like a Klay Thompson. They need you know, a shooter. A Damian, Damian Lillard, someone like that. Gotcha. Okay. Hey, how's your family doing, by the way? Sam is great. Uh, my dad, my dad, and a, and a buddy will be at Cincinnati 
Um, my mom will be coming up this weekend for games. Uh, my sister goes to school here at Ohio State now, so that's another excuse for them to come up more. And they're all great. They are great. For sure. Great people. And uh, I'll, take, I'll tell a quick story to the, to the folks listening to the podcast. Uh, last year, um, as I started to get to know Go get to know you, Joey. Uh, I took a trip to Chicago, and I went to see somebody else in Chicago, but you happened to be um, in Chicago at that time. We went to a Cubs game, my first ever Cubs game. We were in the bleachers, right? Yes, sir. And then um, you uh, took me out to see the fam, went out to Deerfield, my first time in Deerfield. <laughs> And I've never been the same. And uh, so, so I got to meet, <laughs> got to meet your mom and dad. We we went, we got we got deep dish from somewhere. Where where did we get Blue deep? Blue Mountain baby. Okay, that's, that's your spot. And we we took it back and we ate. And and you're I had never met your your parents before. And it's just absolute the nicest people for having you know didn't know me from anybody you know just great great people. And then fast forward, I ended up coming to one of your games. Um, last season and, and, and sat next to your mom and just just so nice just great people so please make sure you tell your mother because she won't be at the game on wednesday make sure you tell her i said hello and i'll see your dad right on wednesday yes, that'll be yep. that'll be yep, awesome will do. now lastly yeah you've been on the podcast before and we've talked about this my walk on record yeah seven points joey what do we think yeah I think I think it's going down this year. I really do. You sure? Yeah, I just, you know, I, I'm another year better. Um, <laughs> you know, as long, as long as, if I can get three shots up in a game, it's going down. I got three shots up in the exhibition. You did. But it's because it, it's an exhibition. So it's just practice. Right. So you you got you to gotta get out of your mind that whole... Uh, rebounding and, and, and assist stuff. You gotta get that out of your mind. You got you you gotta go for the record, okay? Joe? I can't help. I can't help that I'm. You what? I can't help that I'm a complete player. You are. You, you are complete, but you're very much like LeBron in that you can do a <laughs> lot of different things. You're the six-one, one-eighty LeBron. Did I get your? That's height? the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's too bad. Um, well, hey, I, I'm I'm so looking forward to this game. Uh, looking forward to catching up with you at the game. I'm gonna get there early, so I'll, I'll make my way down to the court. We can catch up and talk a little bit. I want to make sure you meet uh, the Bearcats walk on Sam Martin. And you guys can chop it up. We can kind of talk through our like walk on talk, you know? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And and and, and Joey, tell everyone out there because I don't I don't think sometimes people believe me when I tell them this, especially some of the high school basketball players here, but. There is a unique fraternity around the country of walk-ons in college basketball, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I'm in a group chat with 10 or 11 other walk-ons all around the country. Most of them have graduated now but because it's been since my freshman year. Um, but, but, yeah, we talk, like, every single day, and, and I've only met about half of them. That's so, crazy. And I feel, like they're, I feel like they're my best friends on the planet, which is just so crazy. But, but yeah, it's a tight-knit fraternity for sure. That's an awesome thing, and, and, and when, I, when I played, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have, obviously, no, no don't laugh. You're not supposed to laugh Sorry. at that. Um, we didn't have Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat and all that stuff. So, you know, 
our contact was 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 very limited. I mean, I I had I had an email, but I had to actually go to the library to send out an email. You know what a library is, Joey? They still use yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yep, I'm sure you haven't been there because everyone's got like laptops and phones where you can get a lot of information you need. So. Um, but back then we had to go to the library. I had to send an email. I had to listen to this, Joy. I had to pay to use the computer. You had to pay per minute to send out emails. Can you imagine that? Yeah, that's crazy. Times have changed. Times yeah. have changed. Well, hey, uh, wish you wish you well. Um, I hope my bear. Obviously, my Bearcats win. Um, but I wish you guys well this season. I'm looking forward to coming to another game this year. Awesome. Yeah, can't wait to have you. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. should be really, really fun, expecting an unbelievable environment. Um, I can't wait. Cannot wait. Absolutely. Well, hey, Joey, I appreciate you coming on the show. And in, in the future, I definitely want to get you on a couple more times. And, you know, maybe when you break that record, you have to come on and we, we make it, a you know, kind of a big deal. Perfect. All right, I Joey. love it. Sounds good. All right. Appreciate it, man. Take care. Yes, sir. Bye. All right. The stage is set for tomorrow's Cincinnati Bearcat versus Ohio State Buckeye game. I'm pumped for the new arena. I'm pumped for Ohio State. I'm, I'm glad the rivalry's going on, and hopefully it continues for, for a long time. Listen, I'm going to be back next week with a recap of the Ohio State Bearcat game. Um, I'll talk about some NBA. We'll start to jump into a little bit of high school because we're very close to high school. I think high school basketball here in this area starts November 30th. So we're, we're right there. We're going to have plenty of high school basketball guests as well, maybe some local coaches, some uh, local players. So I'm, I'm excited about um, doing some of those podcasts in the future here. Make sure you go and check some of our old uh, episodes out. We've got some great ones. I interviewed Gary Clark. Uh, Nick Campbell, from a basketball player from Vegas who got shot at the Jason Aldean concert and, is, and survived. Uh, also, uh, catch up with uh, Ryan Custer, uh, former Wright State basketball player who was paralyzed. Um, just, just some great, great interviews. Obviously, this, this podcast, um, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy talking to walk-ons and, and Joy and Sam are, are great kids. So check out our old episodes. We'll be back with another episode of our of our larger podcast I do with Glenn Riley and Mario DeRamis, which we record at the iHeart Studios in Kenwood. We'll be back with uh, one of those next week as well. So we'll be on deck, man. Hey, when we get to November and December, it is my time of year with basketball rolling and just, you know, sports in general. Just a lot of, I mean, gosh, we're coming off a great, Great couple weeks of sports with the World Series. Shout out Andrew Benintendi from Cincinnati on his great run and getting a ring. Uh, NBA starting up. I mean, just so many great things going on. But more importantly, basketball is here. I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Basketball Insider edition of the No Further Comments. Mm-hmm.